Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 172 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. Dana Kunze held the world record for high diving at 172 feet until 1985 when Randy Dickerson beat it, fracturing his leg in the process with a dive of 174 feet and 8 inches. In squash, one of John White's shots was clocked at a record. 172 miles per hour. So in today's 172nd show, we'll talk about furly forehand, which is the drill of the week. In the questions, we discuss having a relaxed swing, changing the amount of spin as a chopper, and why we think the blade isn't as important as the type of rubber you use. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alloys Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alloys. Thank you, Jeffrey. And uh, yes, uh, you know, sometimes your number facts are actually interesting. I think when it relates to uh, something relevant like sport, um, not bad, not not bad. Thank you very much. Um, do you have anything for us on this day in history? I do. I do. 1964, which is a very good year. Um, Martin Luther King becomes the youngest recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize. There you go, on this day. Wow, momentous. Very, very good on this day. Thank you. Oh, great year. All right. Indeed. Let, let's uh, go on to the drill of the week, Alloys. And today we're talking about the drill called Furly Forehand. What does Furly mean? Yeah, it means sort of like... Um, a little bit random and all over the place. So um, so with this one, you're playing uh, backhands, backhand to backhand, and then randomly uh, your partner plays the ball down the line to your forehand side. So it's, it's a really good one um, because it's uh, very game-like um, because in a, in a game situation, often you are playing that backhand to backhand rally and then one player is going to switch it out to the forehand side. And I find that a lot of players are a little bit weaker um, with, this, uh, with this tactic and with this drill. And it's, um, it's something that's really good to practice because often players are good on the backhand side and pivoting on the backhand side, but... Um, when when the ball switched out to their forehand corner, uh, when you play down the line, um, it uh, it can be a real weakness. So it's a it's a good drill to practice, um, just be, because you're able to um, uh, learn to to watch the ball and learn to switch uh, quickly between the backhand and the forehand. Excellent. And you often talk about, you know, set drills where you know where the ball's going and random drills where you don't. And I guess this is a good balance between the two. I mean, it is a random drill, but um, it, it seems quite effective in helping you track the ball and, and being a bit more match-like. Yeah, it is. It's, um, as you say, more match-like. And yeah, there, there is the, the um, set element of it where, you, where the ball's coming to your back end. But then um, after that first one, then that ball can go to your forehand or to your backhand. So it really uh, gets you to start to watch that ball and really track the ball well so that you can um, tell where your partner's going to place that ball. So, yeah, really good one for, for that as well. Great. So 
If you're listening to the show or watching the show, go to pingskills.com, scroll down to the bottom of the screen and there's a free downloads link. There we've got um, a PDF document on all the different drills you can use and in there you'll find the Furley Forehand. So get out there this week and try the Furley Forehand and let us know if you enjoy the drill and if it helps you to improve. Um, Also, I want everyone to go to pingskills.com and sign up for our free newsletter. We have great tips every week that we send out to help you. And if you're really serious, take a look at the premium membership because there we've got lots of great things like a 52-week training plan. We have a training secrets course which talks about all different drills you can use and explains why they're useful. And, of course, the Furley Forehand will be in there, Um, plus lots on serving, receiving, just heaps of information to help you get better. So go to pingskills.com and check out the premium membership. All right, Alois. Yesterday, the Pingskills question of the day was, what are your table tennis superstitions? What did yeah, people so, say? Uh, some interesting responses. So uh, uh, Fabio, Fabio said, uh, not superstitions as much as rituals. They help me relax so that I can get into the... Oh, I just lost your voice, Alois. I'm not sure what happened there. Can you hear me? Hmm. Sorry, Alois, I can't hear you at all. Um, don't know if something happened with your microphone. Um, but I cannot hear you at all. Maybe just try resetting your microphone or... No, looks like we may have lost Alloys. How's that? That is much better. Okay, great. Yeah, I don't know what happened. The uh, the old Rode microphone might have played up. So, um, yeah, so getting back to our superstitions. So Trevor Hurth... Um, said that uh, he wears alternate coloured socks, but has to be the same brand and pattern. So different coloured socks. Um, Edwin Cotter um, said uh, black on the forehand always. It absorbs more heat and will be faster. Mm, yeps. Sure, sure, Edwin. Um, <laughs> but um, And Joel said uh, cleaning the board before every day's match, making sure that there is no dust or wetness on it. Um, and uh, Paul Farkas has uh, quite a funny one. He said, uh, it's unlucky to end a game with two or more less points than my opponent. It certainly <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Very so funny. Did you, have, did you have any superstitions, Jeffrey? Um, nothing particular, but I guess um, like rituals were, you know, good. If something was going well, I'd keep doing that or, you know, like um, if touching the table was good, I'd maybe do that. Or if I was kind of trying to focus by looking at a particular point on the wall or something and, and I was winning, I might keep doing that. Um, but not particularly superstitious. Um, what about you, Alice? Uh, yeah, a huge or a club type thing or a national team 
to uh, walk around the same side of the table when I was changing ends, and it was usually on the umpire side. So I like to walk side when it's a silly thing, you know. Surely they don't help, uh, but you know. Oh dear, we're having a lot of internet problems again, Alois. This is terrible, but. It sounds like I could just pick up a little bit that you are a crazy person and you had to always walk on the same side, usually the umpire's side, and a lot of little superstitions. That is that is very interesting to hear. Um, it's funny what um, yeah, funny what happens there. All right, so let's move on to the ping sealers question for today, which is who has the best footwork in table tennis? Jump onto Facebook and put your answer in there or head to our blog and let us know who has the best footwork in table tennis. Now, we have a question from Eugene who said, should the top spin swing be relaxed and just let the arm flow through just like a golf swing or should I control it using my own strength to swing? I personally think that relaxing the arm while swinging will have a more powerful stroke what are your thoughts, Alloys? So, the, the, um, when we talk about relax, we don't talk, we don't mean like you know that, that's that's relaxed. It, it means that you're uh, allowing to move. Around. So we always fo- focus on that start position and finish position, and make sure you're doing those um, two. Spots correctly. It's possible between those two points. So if you're if you tighten up or try to power it, you're going to find that the bat actually doesn't move as fast as if you um, is really at least stick to. Ah, uh, yeah, it's just really basic. difficult to understand you. Sorry, Alois. Uh, um, we're gonna yeah. Just not not coming through. Internet issues again. One day we'll get all this sorted when when Australia gets a fast NBN. We're so far behind the world. Pretty annoying. But anyway, I think we've got the main points there, Alloys. You know, you've got to concentrate on the start and finish position. And if you kind of really try and use your strength, your actual muscles tighten up and your swing doesn't actually come through as fast. So it's better to keep it nice and relaxed and then you can use your muscles well and get that moving fast from your start position to your finish position. So so it is important not to be tightening up, not to be... And when you get nervous, sometimes that's the first thing that happens. You do start to tighten up and your swing doesn't move as freely and nothing works as well. So good. it was good, Eugene, that you noticed that, you know, you've, found that when you had a relaxed arm you have a more powerful stroke so everybody try and work on that try and uh, have a nice relaxed stroke and then you'll see that you can move your bat through faster from the start position to the finish position very important all right the next question is from how who says how do you increase and decrease the amount of backspin on the ball when doing either the chop assuming that my forehand has inverted and my backhand has long pips. What do you think about this one, Alois? Yeah. 
So uh, with the inverted, um, you can you can um, thing a lot of spin and less spin is the contact. So if you lay your back back any flatter, then you're going to get less spin. So that's the key. The, the brushing contact, contact is going to get less spin. Now, but let's have a think about the uh, spin yourself. So it's really uh, um, relying on what type pushing your back down more. I'm going to try and translate. It was really, um, it's going to be interesting. Maybe people watching or listening to that, I wonder if they picked it up as well because it's very difficult to understand, but it's a bit of a challenge for them. But I think with the inverted rubber, generating your own spin when you're chopping is very similar to generating your own spin when you're serving or even playing forehand toss spin. The real key to getting spin is to have a fast brushing contact. And by brushing contact, we mean just brushing the ball lightly. So the the faster you swing and the more you brush the ball, the more spin you're going to get. If you hit the ball flatter, you're going to get less spin. So when you're chopping, you can vary that by, yeah, opening up the blade and coming under the ball and getting more spin or kind of hitting the ball flatter and more forward in your action and that will vary the amount of spin and you can do similar things like i said when serving but with when you're talking about the long pips because um they can't generate their own spin because there's not much friction on them you're really reliant a lot on the spin that, that your opponent puts on the ball so if they're top spinning to you and you're chopping if they get a lot of top spin on their um loop you will get more uh you'll get more backspin when you chop with the long pimples because that spin will remain on the ball. So um, hopefully that helps you out. Good question, how? And again, spin is such an important part of the game. So um, it's important that you always try and understand spin and work out how you can get variations of spin. Um, So, yeah, just keep experimenting and you will get better at understanding spin. All right, next question is from Sergio who says, I have seen that you say when building a bat that the blade doesn't matter too much. I guess I'd like to know why you say this. Don't different blades made out of different materials react differently? Let's see how the internet connection's going, Alois. What do you think about this one? Hello. Hello, that was pretty really slow. But... No, nah, nothing. Got nothing. He's just gone. So let me tackle this one for you, Sergio. Um, it... No, nah, he's, he's gone. He's trying to butt in, but can't hear him. Black screen, nothing. So, yeah, Sergio, the reason we say that is that we think the rubber has the most importance um, because if you get a rubber that doesn't have much spin or that doesn't have much grip, you're not going to be able to spin the ball very much. So getting the right rubber is very important for your game. Just to develop the strokes and get better at table tennis with the right techniques, you need a good rubber 
that allows you to generate spin. So that's why we say the rubber is the most important. Um, if you put uh, like a Mark V, which is a, a you know a good rubber, on a cheap blade or on a very expensive blade, you're still going to be able to generate that spin. So you are right, though. Blades made out of different materials do react differently, and that's why you have, like, defensive blades, all-round blades, and um, offensive blades. But the rubber is the most important thing. But, you know, for beginners, we do recommend you don't get a blade that's too fast. Um, So there is some difference, but we do think that the rubber is the most important thing. Hopefully that um, helps clear things up for you, Sergio. All right. Well, that ends our show. I'd like to thank everyone for watching. Don't forget to check out pingskills.com. And we'll see if Alois is still there. Thank you, Alois. Thanks, Jeffrey. Oh, there you go. Gotcha. All right. Well, we'll be back with a better internet connection tomorrow and for another great show. See you then. Bye.